Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning everyone, and we can say that old adage, thank God it's Friday. It's a beautiful day out here. I mean, it is not a cloud in the sky. Uh, just a few more weeks before my favorite restaurant closes down, possibly forever. Uh, no more breakfast at Harbor Docks. There's rumors that it will open back up in February, but by then I'm sure I'll have a new routine somewhere else along the Gulf of Mexico or the harbor where I go to celebrate each morning in quiet, to be honest, just studying and focusing and asking myself, what does God have me have for me today? And today I've been up and at him. I've started a brand new personal study uh, called Love, Putting Your Love Styles to Work for You. It's exciting. It's growing. But today we're ending John Maxwell's book, Success 101, What Every Leader Needs to Know. And early in this series, I said that the next book we would do is called Credibility, and I flat out changed my mind. Uh, That happens when I go to Catalyst, and I come back with a boatload of material to look at, John's new book's out, Five Levels of Leadership. But what we're going to do is I decided a hero of mine, someone that's also a member of Catalyst, part of the One Day series with Andy Stanley, Craig Rochelle. Who has written a? He's written several great books. One is Going All the Way, phenomenal book for someone that's getting started in their marriage. Uh, but another one called The Christian Atheist, uh, which is boy, I tell you what, you talk about great. It was phenomenal. But his newest book is called Weird, because normal isn't working. And I want to share real quick before I jump into John's book today why I picked this. Listen to just the front cover says, normal isn't working. Normal people are stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted. Many of their relationships are at best strained, and in most cases, just surviving. Even though we live in one of the most prosperous places on earth, normal is still living paycheck to paycheck and never getting ahead. In our oversexed world, lust, premarital sex, guilt, and shame are far more common than purity, virginity, and a healthy married sex life. And when it comes to God, although the majority believe in Him, very few teachings of Scripture rarely make it into their everyday lives. Simply put, normal isn't working. And you may say, but Troy, this is a a, a business show. You do business books. I do. That's the normal. And today, or really Monday, we start getting weird. In Craig's new book, we're going to be covering four areas. I think this is why you, you'll see that this is important to you and I as entrepreneurs. We're going to be covering time, money, relationships, sex. Make sure all your husbands tune in on that one. And values. It's going to be different, far different than any series that we have done on Real Mentors Radio. But I told you guys when I got back from Catalyst, things were changing. And this is just the start of it. Matter of fact, this series, when we do it, we will be interactive. I'll be putting up a new, a new, not really a new website, but some new information that will be able to be utilized, downloaded, focused on, and worked with. Because I believe that it's no longer the status quo. And if we don't make changes in our own life, no matter where we're at, then you know what? Normal is going to drive us into an early grave. And if we're lucky, I don't use that word often, but if we're lucky, we'll have six people that will carry our casket and put it in a hole. And I don't know about you, 
but I don't want that. I want to be weird. And I've decided that that's what I'm going to do. I might even start a new website called troysweird.com or something. But we're in John's book. The final two chapters I'm going to cover today because I want to start weird on Monday. It says, am I ready to step up my game and am I ready to lead at the next level? Successful people become the go-to people. In the Law of the Catalyst, in the 17 indisputable laws of teamwork, John states the winning teams have players who make things happen. Those team members who can make things happen are the go-to players. They demonstrate consistent competence, responsibility, and dependability. I like being that. I don't care about being number one. I care about teamwork. I care about being a partner. You know, the sad thing is, what what I I'm finding this out. I mean, this is this is one of those things you turn around, you want to kick yourself in the butt. I'm finding out that the way I lead my business life is sure not the way I've lived my partnership in my marriage. See, in 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 business, I want to be that go-to person. I don't want to be number one. I don't want to be the hot shot. Don't I don't care if I'm the the one making all the points. Funny thing, in marriage, we miss understand, I think, sometimes leadership, and we think that means dictatorship. And thank God I'm learning it at 47. You know, i I got a long time ahead of me to be able to tweak this thing out and make it happen. But as I looked at this, I thought, man, this is wild. I remember setting this last week. We were sitting there, taking it easy, relaxing. And I had a, a person look at me. Please make sure that if you're ever going to stop doing this, you let us know in advance because we will resign and not be part of this. We 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 appreciate you so much. Now those are great words to hear. But I smiled and I thought of the fact they'd be able to do this, maybe even better in some cases, without me. In other cases, maybe not. But there's always someone that can fill your shoes if you surround yourself with go-to players. And that's what Catalyst is all about. So write this down. We've got to figure out, what is a go-to player? How can you be a go-to player? Number one, go-to players produce when the pressure's on. Now, there's a variety of players that are out there, but a go-to player works well under pressure. I have not always been the best go-to person. And I'll tell you when it happened. It happened on a... Well, I won't even tell you that. I'll tell you when it started the process. The process started one Saturday morning when I got up. My dad was already out having coffee at the table, and I looked at him and said, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like for you to go and sign for me, because I don't think Mom will, and I want to join the Marine Corps. He didn't hesitate. Finished his coffee. We got in the car. Off we went. Walked in the recruiter's office. I signed the paperwork. I left on a Wednesday, three days later. And I joined the Marine Corps. The Marine Corps, especially boot camp, taught me how to be a go-to player and how to produce when the pressure's on. I remember when we went to the rifle range the very first time. 
And it was part of my responsibility to set in the hole and mark the targets. Each time one of my team members, my squad, shot at the target. Now, overall, that might not sound too bad, except you're setting down in the bunker and you're listening to those rounds go overhead. And every now and then, one of those little twits didn't know how to set the elevation on their rifle. And instead of that slug going in the target, it would bounce off the top of that bunker and you'd hear, it was an eerie feeling. And at the time, I had no clue why we were in this hole. It seemed to me with technology and the government, it'd be easy for them to laser in and target the shot. And then I realized what they were having us do was get used to hearing those bullets fly overhead. I learned what it meant. But there's four or five different kinds of players out there. They're the players that never deliver... Those are the detrimental players that you you really wish weren't on the team in the first place. There's the average player who just sometimes delivers. But don't get me wrong, there's also the valuable player who always delivers when they're in their comfort zone. Then there's the invaluable player who always delivers regardless of the situation. Those are the go-to players. See, go-to players, John writes it this way. He says, go-to players are people who find a way to make things happen no matter what. They don't have to be in familiar surroundings. They don't have to be in their comfort zone. The circumstances don't have to be fair or favorable. And the pressure doesn't hinder them, period. John just launched his new company, the John Maxwell Company, and his CFO of that company holds that position not only in John's company, but also in a very large, successful Atlanta church with thousands and thousands and thousands of members and several different locations. He's a go-to player. And John and Mark Cole, who runs that company, wanted to make sure that they brought him on the team. That's important to know. That's important when you look at yourself and say, okay, I want to be a go-to person. Second thing, the go-to players do is go-to players produce when the resources are few. I want to go back a little bit. Boot camp. I'll never forget this experience. Some of you probably have already heard it. But my drill instructor, Sergeant Kelly, back then he was in his 20s, trying to be tough, and he was because I was in my 20s, and I thought, man, this dude is something else and I hope I can act like him when I get this way but it was interesting because Sergeant Kelly had myself and one of my squad members in his bunk we were in his 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 BAQ we were cleaning it up that was part of our duty I'd stepped up on the bunk put my foot over on his nightstand to, to put the curtains back up and my foot kicked his radio onto the ground Well, of course, I had to yell, Sergeant Kelly, sir, private needs to talk to you. Actually, I didn't say you because that was a female goat, and that would get me in trouble too because then he'd say really disgusting things. He came in, bellowing at the top of his voice, 
Private, what are you going to do about this situation? I said, sir, fix it, sir. He said, that I would like to see. If you can fix my radio so that I can hear my music. No, so I can hear music. He should have said my music. There will be no discipline. I said, sir, yes, sir. Private needs one screwdriver to see what the situation is. He got me a screwdriver, opened up the radio, saw very quickly that I had broken one of the circuits on the circuit board. Unbeknownst to him, I could actually do something about it, even with very few resources. Sir, a private needs a paper clip, sir. Got a paper clip, slid the paper clip across the broken circuit, repairing the circuit temporarily. Didn't have a soldering iron, didn't have solder. Screwed the radio back together, turned on the on switch, and lo and behold, Hank Williams Jr. coming out of that speaker. Sir, private fixed Sergeant Kelly's radio, sir. And he said, I don't listen to country music. I said, sir, you did not tell the private what kind of music you wanted to listen to. You said there would be no discipline if I could make music come out of that speaker. The only time I saw Sergeant Kelly laugh, he said, private is correct. You are dismissed. Sadly, the only thing that radio would play from that point forward was country music. But with very few resources, I was able to make a situation better than what it would have been because I would have been doing what we call bends and thrusts for who knows how long. Go-to players produce results with few resources. Number three, go-to players produce when the momentum is low. In direct selling, we hear every now and then a company come along where the momentum is going through the roof. We saw this happen not too many years ago with Noni. Then we saw it with Zango. Then we saw it with Monavi. Now we're seeing it with Vaisalus Science. People get excited. The momentum is high. People are joining like crazy. But what happens when the momentum is gone? See, this is the fun part. You know that a company has sustainability. When there is very little momentum and yet your field force, your players, are massively excited and they're still kicking it up and organizations are still growing. I remember when Herbalife was at its height in 81, 82. Things were going great. They were busting butt. And then a couple of reports came in from the media that people had died while using Herbalife products. Mark Hughes, a visionary leader, was willing to face the firing squad before Congress in a Senate subcommittee hearing. The evidence proved that the people did not die because of Herbalife products, but the damage was done. The same newspapers, one including the Kansas City Star, refused to print the retraction on the front page. Instead, they hid it behind, and the momentum that Herbalife once enjoyed was gone. 
inside the United States. Internationally, they were growing, they were thriving, and almost 10 years to the day, a new fresh momentum got started in Herbalife, and people said, how did this company become a billion-dollar powerhouse? And it was because the leaders, during that low momentum, just continued to do what they were good at. They built a business because they loved the products. Number four, a go-to player produces when the load is heavy. I'm going to go way back in my childhood. There was a time in my life when life wasn't always what it was supposed to be. My mom was going through some issues. My dad was busting his butt and working. And I remember one time my mom had a situation arise where she was taking some medication and and had taken too much of it. I was about seven, a little under six, seven years old at the time. I know I was that age because my brother was born. And I remember getting on the old dial phone and dialing the operator. And the operator thought I was making a joke. And couldn't help me. So I had to sit there, and I sat there by my mom. wasn't a lot I could do because the phone, they just, they, I don't know what they did back then, but I couldn't dial out anymore. The operator wouldn't let me do any of that. And I sat there and took care of my mom until my dad came home. Then he took her to the hospital. Throughout those years, my mom made me a list of things that I had to get done because she had daily appointments that she had to go and and be at the doctor. It would take several hours a day. And I learned at the age of seven how to do laundry the way my mom did, how to do the dishes the way my mom did, how to cook dinner the way my mom did so that by the time her and my dad did get home, everything was taken care of. I'd go to school, I'd come home, and I'd get things taken care of that my mom usually did and and did later on in life, but there was a time period there where I took care of that. Go-to players produce when the load is heavy. It's probably one of the reasons that I have put so much expectation on my kids as I grew up, as they grew up, is because I knew without a shadow of a doubt they weren't even hitting part of their potential. I do not recommend that to parents because sometimes I put too much on my children. But I remember those days like they were yesterday because they were such a learning experience for me. Number five, go-to players produce when the leader is absent. See, go-to players don't have to worry about what the status quo is, what the policies and procedures are. They just have to know what the guideline is. So I remembered... I could look at the list, and my mom would had it on there, and I knew exactly what I had to do. It was pretty cool because I knew each day what I had to make for dinner, so it worked out really good, too. It's funny because she did that all the way up through high school. We, we got to a point where we knew which night we were going to have hamburger hash, which night we would have liver and onions, 
I always tried to have something else planned that night. But it was fun because we knew. We knew what we'd have for breakfast. That was just the way my mama is. See, it didn't matter if the leader was there. We knew what had to get done because that's what two go-to players do. Go-to players, number six, produce when the time is limited. That catalyst. We get there on Sunday afternoon, Monday morning, 9.30. The trucks are showing up at the Gwinnett Civic Center, and we're unloading them. We know that by Monday afternoon, we have to have the table set up, the volunteers in line, filling the bags that are going to be available at noon on Wednesday when the first attendees start showing up. We know that by Wednesday night, we have to have everything done, set up, Ready to rock and roll. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Merchandise on the shelves, staging set up, inside and out, all the tents put up, all the interior set up. We also know that at 5.30 on a Friday night, when the event is done, that we have to be out of there by 9 or 10 o'clock that night. What took two and a half days to set up comes down in about four hours. Packed up on the truck, wrapped up back to the warehouse, waiting for one more year. That includes the hundred and some odd vendors that show up each and every year. Go-to players produce when the time is limited. See, this is what it takes, folks, if you want to make it to that next level. If you're ready to lead at the next level, if you're ready to move up, then you've got to be a go-to player. But there's something else that you always have to do too. See, if you want to move up, you've got to learn to lead. Leadership's a journey, and it starts with where you are, not with where you want to be. My leadership journey, even though I did not realize it at the time, started when I had to take on the responsibilities that my mother could not take care of when I was very, very young. That was the process of learning. The Marine Corps sharpened and honed those skills for me. I learned about leadership. The funny thing is, when I go to Catalyst every year, Thousands of dollars usually is invested in the material that I bring home. I want to be able to understand and learn by other great people. Leadership is a journey. You have to understand that. If you want to be a leader, number two, you've got to understand that leadership skills are the same, but the league of play changes. You're going to be learning some leadership skills. I started them at five, six, seven years old. I'm still learning today, but I'm learning and playing at a different level in a different league. There's a reason in the Marine Corps they say the few, the proud. There's a reason after 24 years of marriage, I've gone back to the drawing board. Because I've realized what's gotten me this far sure the hell isn't going to get me the next 24 years. I've got to be better. I've got to grow. It's got to get deeper. 
That's what leadership is. Number three, great responsibilities come only after handling small ones. If if I had failed to be able to take care of getting the dishes done, we didn't have a dishwasher. If I had to fail at being able to get the clothes done so that the reds weren't with the whites so my dad's undies came out pink, I mean, think about that one for a second. Here's this badass, I'm sorry, but here, here he is, big, tough truck driver, working for as a union steward, busting butt, making sure the union's growing. Can you just picture if he'd have bent over and his boxers would have been pink instead of white? That wouldn't have gone over very good. If I hadn't have been able to take care of the little things then, I would not have been able to take care of the big things now. See, it's those small things that allowed me to grow into the leader that I'm starting to become. That's the difference. That's what you have to do. Number four, leading at your current level creates your resume for going to the next level. When I went into well, when Paige and I moved to Destin, I had been working as a trainer for the census. And when the census was over, I took a position as a project manager with a software company. And when the software company changed directions and decided to do something else, I needed to find something to do. And there was this little bitty company called ProStep that had some positions open. Instead of going into the tech side of that business, I said, I want to go into customer service. And in less than six months, actually less than a year, I should say, I moved from being in customer service to the executive vice president of that company, which wasn't just a little company in Destin, but it was the world's largest support training and lead generation company for the network marketing arena. My resume, my live Resume as the owner of that company saw what he was looking for, I was able to make the move to the next level of leadership. Number five, when you can lead volunteers well, you can lead almost anyone. I have a passion for leading volunteers. Network marketing is all about volunteerism. Everybody's independent entrepreneurs. And if you can lead them, you can lead just about anything. See, when people will follow you when it's not because they're paid for it, but because it's their heart's in it, it's a lot of responsibility. But I tell you what, the results can be phenomenal. It's what keeps us going. Folks, this is the end of John Maxwell's book, Success 101. I think all through the last two books we've done of John's, we've all learned something. If periodically you get offended because I get a little callous or coarse or raw, you still got some growing to do. Because sometimes it's not about sugarcoating the truth. It's not about pretending you're somebody that you're not. It's about walking the walk and being the leader that God intends you to become. Monday, we will be in Greg Rochelle's brand new book. 
I mean, this thing is, is literally hot off the press. I mean, Zondervan's done him well with this book, and I'm excited about it because I think it's going to, to really change the way some of us look at our lives, both in business and in our personal life. I want you to have a great weekend. Be with Jimmy and I this afternoon. I think we've got a show this afternoon. Uh, AcesRadioLive.com. It's going to be fun. I'm just getting back. Jim's been busy all week. I haven't chatted with him either. But we will be there to do something, I'm sure. Live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here with me Monday morning for RealMentorsRadio.com.